Welcome to track number five of Where is the Flock that was given thee? Please put your hands together. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be here this morning. We thank you for the privilege to be here at this camp. We thank you for your plan you have for us. Let that plan unfold. We commit ourselves into your hands, our hearts, that you prepare us for the great ministry that is ahead of us. Seasons of fruitfulness. Seasons of strength, productivity, impact, increase. We thank you. Speak to us this morning, Lord. And let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. And I'm sure you had a good night. You didn't spend it chatting, but you rested well, so so that your eyes will be bright, and your mind will be clear. But how many of you can sense that this camp is for you? It's your camp. Why do you say it's your camp? I want, I want one person to stand up and tell us why you think this is your camp. What about this camp makes it your camp? Yes, anyone? Yes. It's a camp which really didn't really make me feel the same way as I came. Because when I came, I was not really feeling this way, but now I'm feeling really supernatural. Not the same anymore. You are feeling supernatural? Yeah. Wow. How's the feeling like? Wow. I like this feeling. Wow. You didn't come with this feeling, and now you have such a nice feeling. Beautiful. Beautiful. Who else has something to say? Yes, there's a brother at the back. Let's finish with him and then we come to the front here. Amen. I feel like uh, this is my camp because this is my first camp here in Lara Sopo International. But I just want to thank God because the word is actually coming to me. I have no one to point that is responsible. I'm responsible actually for the message that where is your flag that was given thee. And I feel like actually I was supposed to do a great job and I'm still supposed to do a great job. Amen. Wow. Wow. There's one here. Our sister here wants to share something powerful. Hallelujah. Hmm. Amen. I'm pretty sure that everybody feels the same way. I just want to add on to what my two brothers said. Well, I really believe that it's God's timing, and it just came at the perfect time. And just when we were like 
most of us are believe that we're cooling off because we really should have done a better job, especially with our flocks. And Bishop just came to revive us again, and we just really thank the Lord for that. Amen. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. So, um, it is very important for you to understand what God is doing. And I'm happy that we all have come to the to the understanding, you know, that there's a very big gap between what exists now and what it should have been. And it is that gap we intend to fill. Amen. Amen. And I'm very happy with the with the way Bishop started it because you see sometimes when you are in church now, if you are here in this camp first of all if you are here it is a clear signal that God has something to do with your life you are different from your brother who came to church last Sunday and is not here are, are you with me you are you are different from the sister in the choir who sang beautifully last Sunday and it's not here. Are you aware that some people came to church last Sunday who are not here at this camp? Are you with me? Now, what is the reason? Why are there people who were in church last Sunday who are not here today? The reason is that you are dealing with an aspect of God. So there is something about God anyone who works with him should know. And that is God chooses people. Yes. It is very important for you to understand that one of the aspects of God, the Bible says in Psalm 65, that blessed is the man whom thou choosest. So God creates the sun, the moon, he heals our bodies. He gives us food to eat. He provides. And he does many wonderful things. But one of the acts of God on earth is that he chooses people. And when we... You see, when you hear the word choose, it means that groups are being formed. Because once you choose someone... It means you have left others behind. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm trying to help you to understand what what God is doing with your life. Because sometimes you can easily look around you and try to measure your life against somebody else's life. You look at your life and say, Oh well, my friend is not doing this. So I also don't need to do this. Or my friend is doing this. So I also must do this. One of the main pieces of information you must have about God is that he is always choosing people. Now, if you are at this camp, God has chosen you to work for him. He doesn't choose everybody. In fact, he says, many are called. Many are Not all are called. Many are called. It means that not everybody has that call on his life. Most people are called. Yeah. 
A lot of people are called. A large number are called. But this morning, if you are here in this camp, it is a clear signal that you are called by God. It means that by this time of your life, you should have been a shepherd of ten people. At least. Or fifty people. Or a hundred people. Or, in the case of some fifteen of you here, a thousand people. Now, it is that picture we haven't seen. That picture is what we haven't seen. The picture of seeing you as a shepherd walking with your sheep behind you. That is what we have not seen. Because many of us here are not aware that there is a call of God on your life. You are not aware that you are not just an ordinary church member. That you are not just somebody who, who dances in the church and says amen and says preach on and makes all the nice noises we hear in church. But beyond the noises, beyond all those things, God expects you to, to have practical sheep. Practically. And I'm saying that your best friend in church may not be a shepherd. But you are a shepherd because God chooses. You are blessed to be chosen by God. I said you are blessed to be chosen by God. And of course, when God chooses you, it means he's going to bless you. He will bless you. You see, you don't know that being a shepherd with sheep is one of the greatest blessings of your life. Because there are many things God will do in your life that he will do through your work as a shepherd by the way let me inform you just a little information that God doesn't need you you need God LCI Namibia doesn't need you to be a shepherd. No, it's, it's very important for you not to think that a camp has been held to help you to be a shepherd so that the church will grow. Without you, the church will grow. It's a very humbling reality. If you like, die for three months and resurrect. Three months from now is when? June, July, August, September. You, 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 let me give you, you, come back in October. Resurrect in October. You will realize that without you, the church is even nicer. Yes. Yes. You see, one of the reasons why many people God gives the privilege. You know, Bishop had a camp many years ago that the, the, the title of the camp was The Privilege. 
It is a, a privilege to be a shepherd. You see, and one of the reasons why shepherds don't work well, people God calls to become pastors, pastors and shepherds don't work well, is that they feel they are doing something for someone. Now, see, once you start with that mind, you are going to be a very wicked worker. It's very important. You remember the story of the man who gave his three servants different amounts of talents. He gave one five, one two, and another one. They all went out. One hid his talent. And when you analyze it, you realize that the one who did nothing had a mind that he was doing it for the man. And that the man didn't deserve that type of work. That he didn't see why he should work. And that master, who is a very wicked man, austere, will come and reap from him. Now, that mind will not make you a good shepherd. The mind that makes you a good shepherd is that the work you are doing is for you. It is for you. (laughs) It is for you. You are not the one going to change LCI Vintuk or LCI Wolves Bay. Like we've not seen your type before. Suddenly, a major shepherd in the Wolves Bay has come, and is the one going to change the ministry? No, 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 no. Anything you do as a shepherd is for you. It is for you. It is for you. Your life is tied to your work as a shepherd. Not just your life in church. Your life at work. Your future, your family, your marriage. Some of you, you see, your marriage is tied to your work as a shepherd. I'm telling you. The beloved you will have one day may be directly or indirectly linked to you having a beloved or being a shepherd. Sorry. I do not want to start I mean mentioning advantages of being a shepherd. (laughs) That's not the subject. But I I need you to have the, the mind you must have is that God doesn't need you. You need God. And he has given you a privilege. Most of us here, God called you a long time ago. But perhaps you never heard what you are hearing now. And he has sent our father to come and make it very clear to you. That as you've been walking around as a lone ranger, apparently, 50 sheep should have been following you. Or 10 sheep should have been following you. It is that picture we are going to see from now on. 
it is that you see it is that picture we are going to enjoy the next time we come here it's not just going to be a 2,000 2,500 uh, 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 shepherd camp but it is going to be you being at a camp with 100 shepherds under you with you and, and, and listen carefully That would not be a contribution You are making to the church You see, don't see your work you are doing As a contribution it's like You are contributing to the growth of the church You are contributing To your own life The Bible says He that laboreth Laboreth for himself It is very, very, very important For you to understand it that way Otherwise, you will make a mistake. If your pastor preaches a message that makes you unhappy, you, you coil back and you stop your work as a shepherd because your mind is that you are working as a shepherd for your pastor. But when you know that it is for you, whether you are sad or you are happy you are committed to the work you are doing because it is actually your business yes it's your business some of you it is because of your, your work as a shepherd that will make it possible for you to be in town in five years time and not in jail I'm telling you do you know we are all very bad I mean I mean you you look at yourself even this one is your salvation you say you are born again look at how your life is like can you imagine if you are not born again? Some of you should should literally be on drugs. By the next five years, you should be a drug addict. But being a shepherd is what will introduce sanity into your mind, into your life. Literally, don't see this work as something you are doing for someone. Yes, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm believing God that I'll have the privilege to fly down one day to attend a wedding. I look forward to that privilege, and may it be your wedding. It is through being a shepherd that one day you will wear white and walk down the aisle and not wear a leopard skin material. Say amen. Yeah. I mean, you know, sit down, sit down. You know the family you are coming from? You know your family? 
Show me one woman in your family who is properly married. And you are likely to join them. See, when it comes to the work of the devil, education has no relevance. In fact, the, 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 the more highly you are educated, the worse your chances of following a certain pattern. Because you throw away God. Some of you, in four years' time, should have two children with four fathers. You have two children, and the fathers, the fathers are four. I mean, there are four possibilities. You don't know who exactly they are, but you know that there are four of them. I'm saying something to you. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Because you are young, you won't understand what I'm saying. You can easily have a son whose father you can't find. But because of your work as a shepherd, which brings you closer to your pastor and makes you enjoy a certain covering, you, 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 you soon find yourself in a nice two-bedroom house with you and your husband and your two children. <laughs> that is a blessing. That is a blessing. There was a time when I began working as a shepherd. This must be around 24 years ago. I had a mind that, I mean, I was working for Lighthouse. You know, I was here, I was a good shepherd trying to work very hard, you know, to, uh, to help with the follow-up ministry, to build my branch and so on. But that mind left me as I began to grow and experience many things that, look, there's nothing I'm doing for the church. There is nothing I'm doing for the church. I'm doing it for myself. So, I want us after this camp to have a mind that you have a business. Do you see? A business, like, like, like a, a shop in town or an office in town. And your business is the ministry. Through that business, through the ministry, you will have food to eat, money for your rent, husband, wife, children, a normal life. All these things come from... That's why Jesus Christ used the word business to describe the kingdom's work. Yes. Business. Peter asked, where can we find someone to put in charge of this business? If you joke with the work of being a shepherd, you are joking with your future marriage. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you joke, I got born again through my wife. Yeah. When she witnessed to me, when she preached to me, she did not know that she was actually ministering to her future husband. You know, you know, I don't know why I, I have veered or I'm, I have moved towards this line, but I'm just trying to let you understand that 
It's your business. If she had not preached to me, she would have been married to a tribesman. Tribesman. <laughs> In a village somewhere. But because of the work of God, she's got the best husband a woman can have on earth. I'm serious. I'm serious. So do not tell your neighbor this thing is your business. Tell your neighbor the pastor is saying something to you. Ask him or her, did you know this? Did you know it? Say, say we all thought we were working for, for the church. Not knowing we are working for ourselves. Yes. I mean, one bishop asked yesterday, how many of you don't have, uh, are not in relationships, you don't have a beloved? Many of you raise your hands. Because you have not worked for God. You've not done much for God. But now that, you see, because how do you get a beloved? You can get a beloved through maybe a PFI. Or at a camp. Or as you do uh, SFI. Shepherd's Congress. You think you are doing the work of God, but through it there are some, you know, side effects. And you get a good husband. You see, see, listen, the average lady, educated or uneducated, the average lady will marry a fool. You know that one, don't you? Do you know that? I'm telling you, the average lady, the average sister, educated, university graduate, MBA, uh, non-educated, the average lady will eventually settle for a man who would break her heart. Don't wait to experience it before you know it. It's a pattern you are not the first person going to stray from. It's a pattern. But as you serve God, you see, serving God introduces another factor into the variables of your life. The another, you see, a certain influence through the word, camps, messages, bishops' podcasts, your pastor's influence, all these parameters come in to help you to take good decisions. And it is that which changes your life. I don't know how to say it, but I want you to understand that if you live here thinking that you are going to joke with the work because it is, you know, work you are doing for the church, you will be very surprised. Today, as I look, I am very educated. Yes. I'm very educated. I've been to school, but I will tell you that my life now, the weight of blessings I have, 95 to 98% of them come from the ministry and not from my much learning and much education. 
I am the one to tell you that you can say it. Because you don't have the level of education I have. Yes. I've gone far and I'm the one to tell you that it is the work of God eventually which makes a man. Because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things, including certificates. I'm not by that saying don't go to school. Do the MBA. Finish your degree. But remember that it is the ministry that introduces your real life to you. So every day of your life, you must ask yourself, how am I doing this work? Am I doing it well? Where are my children? Where are my children? You think the 50 children, the 10 children and 100 children are just going to be lighthouse members? (laughs) No, no, no. They will be your children. Oh yes, they will come to church. Can you imagine as we are here, 100 people come to join us as shepherds. 100. I don't even know where they will sit. Maybe we have to, we have to narrow this aisle and pack more chairs at the back and bring more chairs in front here. A hundred people will make a big difference to this camp. A hundred people in church will make a big difference to the picture of the church. They will help the church grow to look nice, but beyond the hundred people sitting in church, beyond that is the reality that they are your children. After church, they are your children. And blessed is the man whose quiver is full of a hundred children. You have no idea the contribution the hundred children will make to your life. Your life. So the opportunity to be a shepherd is a very fantastic blessing. Now when we ask that where is the flock that was given the we are not asking to bring the flock to church and, and for, for our numbers to swell. God wants to make you yourself a certain type of person. Yeah. A type of man. A type of woman. A type of sister. Yes. And the more, the more children you have, the greater and bigger your stature. A shepherd of a hundred sheep and a shepherd of a thousand sheep are two different types of shepherds. If you give me a job in town and I have been able to raise one thousand sheep in the church, one thousand members brought them up, pastored them, cared for them, it will make me a certain type of man. Which makes me a certain type of person with a certain value. Value. So wherever I go, I am a certain type of man. So you see me that even apart from church, in town, as I work with the bank, I'll be rising. Because to bring up a hundred people is not as small. You see, when you, when the two of us go for an interview and both of us have the same qualification, but beyond mine, I've got a hundred children behind me. 
I'm a different person from you. I, I mean, I'm wiser. I'm more patient. I am, I, am, I am a leader. Before we even come to our MBA, that is going to be used to get us into the bank. So as we are working, because of the type of person, say type of person. A type of person. So, by reason of the type of work you've done in the church, it makes you, I don't know how to say it. You see, your mind becomes a certain type of mind. Your thinking is different. Your understanding is different. And you see that even your boss in town prefers you to your colleague who is, you see, recently, one of my church members, she's a shepherd in the church, works very hard. And she was working somewhere, and the HR manager left that job. I mean, her, her, her position. The CEO called her and said he was going to ask this lady to take up that position as the HR manager. She thanked the CEO and said, You know, I, I don't have any degree in human resource management, but rather, she mentioned some two guys who were in the office who had masters in HR and so on. And the CEO said, you are not the one to educate me about the qualification of the people under me. I know everybody's degree and qualification, but I'm still choosing you. What you may not know is that when you are a shepherd of a thousand people, it's also human resource management. The, the lady was given the job and the CEO said I'm going to pay for two years master's degree in the university. So as she was the HR manager she was also taking up evening classes at work but she was a boss over people who were more qualified than her. Why? Because it, see, the work of God it makes you Peter said, if these things be in you, they make you. They make you. I want to ask all of you brothers and sisters to be serious with this work. Because some of you couldn't even pass your exams properly in school. But through the church, you are going to become a certain type of improved version. For me, to be given the privilege to be a pastor is one of the highest privileges you can ever have. It builds you up. He said, he said if these things be, he, he listed, uh, virtue, patience, and uh, knowledge. He said, if these things are in you, they make you. So you shouldn't just be a sister with breasts and hips and thighs and long hair. When you open your mouth to speak, we must hear wisdom. We must hear, we must hear, we must hear knowledge. We must hear a certain type of, 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 of maturity. Maturity. And it is this work that will make you that type of person. You know, there are so many things we learn in church now. There are so many things we learn in church that we will never learn in the university. Yeah, you will never learn it. Even if you spent 40 years. Yes. I spent 13 years in the university. 
13 years studying and doing all kinds of acrobatics <laughs> in the university. Nothing prepared me for what I was to learn in church. Because when you become a shepherd, you, you actually you know, enter into a realm of supernatural. That's what the brother said. It's a feeling. But beyond the feeling, it makes you a type of person. Your thinking is different. Because it brings you closer to God. When you become a shepherd, you draw closer to God. That's what Moses told those three guys who were misbehaving. Korah, Dathan, and Abbey. He said, was it a small thing that the Lord will bring you to come closer to him and to stand in front and to minister to the congregation? When you are a shepherd, you draw closer to God. And anybody who is close to God takes on God's wisdom. The spirit of God is a spirit of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and many more. So, so I, I, I want everyone here to see this privilege as the greatest opportunity of your life to do well and to create a life for yourself. Amen. Amen. And so let's go back to this, to this scripture. Exodus 18, verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. Thus, these numbers are the levels of ministry everybody must be. You see, when you begin as a ruler of ten, it does not mean that you must end up as a ruler of ten. Like forever and ever, you are a ruler of ten. Is that your vision? Is that your mind? No. You must be a ruler of ten and believe God to progress to fifty. Yes. Next two years, you must be overseeing 100 people. That is what makes you a shepherd after God's heart. One who grows. One who increases. So today, we are talking about you being a shepherd of 10. And 10 is a very big number. You don't have any idea how to come by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Already I'm tired. Let's start again. One, two. Can you imagine you go to town to, to, to do soul winning? And you come back with one, and two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That is a very, very great. Clap your hands for yourself. It's not a small thing. But, but, as the years 
go by. We expect your 10 to move to 20, to move to 30, to move to 50. And as your sheep grow, you personally as a shepherd, you grow. You become more mature, more spiritual. And then you, I mean, can you imagine you overseeing 1,000 sheep? I mean, being a lady pastor and your church has 1,000 members. Does anybody have that vision at all? Is there anyone who has that vision that one day you'll be called lady pastor? What, what's your name? Miriam. What? Miriam. Lady pastor Miriam. And on Sunday, as you are preaching with your hats and your black suit, 1,500 people are seated. Wow! It shall happen practically. But it will happen when you are faithful to the 10. When with the 10, with 50 and 100, Namibia is going to see the name Lighthouse Chapel International will be known by everybody in Namibia. Yes. Even if they are not members of LCR, they will know that there is a church. Because under every green tree will be a branch. At every street corner will be a branch. Some of you will be overseeing 20 branches. 30 branches. And your own branch will be a thousand members. Are we believing God for this to happen? Then clap your hands this morning. Keep clapping your hands. Are you ready for what God has for us? You know, the past two days have been fantastic two days. We have received major, major seeds of wisdom. I have no doubt that next year, God willing, when we come back here, you will be a major member, a major shepherd. And this morning, our father is here with us once again. He's going to speak into our hearts. Clap your hands and let's receive. Bishop Dagwood Mills to minister to us this morning. Clap your hands.